this piece, but it's very important for understanding the Masa Matan. in the Megillah, and it's um, widely quoted and brought down, rightfully so. So we'll begin now, maybe we'll just go for about 15 minutes, because the first part of the shear was... Oh, Hashem, I see almost... At least we're making up for last week. Okay, so you have the Birchus Peretz. This is the Birchus Peretz in front of you, which was uploaded a number of weeks ago. And I remember last time we were introducing his first riot to the aside he will bring, which is everything's an important aside. This is very, very key and central to basic understanding of the way Akash Baruch Hu runs the world, Kaviachal. And the Bitach and the Muna that's supposed to be Bechuzik from it. So he starts off with the Gemara and Saita. Let's begin the very bottom. Mavur, Parakamit the Saita, Dafyad Beis, Shagzeris, Kalabeni, Yaludi, Eret, Ashlechu, Shagaza, Param. We're out of Mitzrayim already in the Parsha, but if you remember not long ago, he came back as the new and improved in his mind, Pyro. First he was misnagged, how can you torture and annihilate the Jews and have a final solution? They saved the country and the whole economy and everything is from them and from Yosef. And they put him out the pasture and let him think about it for a while and then after he thought about it for a while, he came back with a whole new shita on how to deal with the fifth column, those immigrants in the country. One of the tremendous things of Chesed Elyon in this country, just to point out, for your Maidim exercise and three times a day. <laughs> we have so many things they made them for. But you see in other countries, even now and certainly in the last hundred years, one of the great catalysts to basic anti-Semitism, which is only Hashem Yetzadavar. I'm not explaining a political reality. If Hashem, when Hashem wants it, turns it on, turns it off. But if you'd ask them to explain in countries in Europe, they can always come up with the excuse, we've been here for a couple thousand years and you guys don't belong here. One of the wonderful, incredible things Hashem set up here in America is that come out, everybody's an immigrant. So it's a little, don't get that comfortable with this, and you still got a daven, but uh, it's a great system if there are a lot of other minorities and the people who might say that are the minorities themselves by now. And everybody's an immigrant, even the majority who used to be a majority that are not a majority anymore. And they're not here so long either. They came from Ireland in... When did they come from Ireland? The 1850s? Uh, when did it happen? What? 1848. Yeah, okay, so I was close. 1850. So my great-grandmother has been here since the 1880s. So they got 30 years on me. That's not enough to boss anybody around. <laughs> Just in case anybody mentions anything. <laughs> it's a pellet, but the Kosh created an environment that everybody's in some way. So the only time you can have is, no, I'm from the original Indians. And there are also lots of people claiming they're from the Indians who aren't really. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that might fall flat. There aren't that many of them. 
So that's a tremendous chesed elyon. Here, Pyro comes back as a new man. He says, okay, this is going to be easy to turn on the national sentiment. Just, we got a fifth column over here. They don't belong here. They just came not that long ago. We should get rid of them. And that worked very well, unfortunately. And, well, it worked very well on paper. Let's put it that way. They couldn't understand why, actually, in practice, every time they had another act of genocide, the people kept growing. And that's what he's going to focus on. They saw that not only are the Jews a threat, but the one that will try to save them will meet his downfall through water. So Pyro said, that's pretty easy to figure out. So we're going to make a Xayar low plug across the board that everybody's being thrown into the water. And we'll certainly get him. And he made it even on the Mitzrayim, which is not a very popular program. But he did it anyway. There were a lot of things he did that were wildly unpopular from the beginning here and Tamakas Becheris. You know, the measures described there was a mass rebellion. They killed tens of thousands of people. They said, This is crazy. Just let them go. You're destroying the country. Wouldn't budge. So I'm sure there were many, many local Mitzrayim. Is that why should I throw my son into? He said, That's the way it is. And we got a satisfy the stargazers until they come back with a better report and I'm sure he was asked well did the stargazers say he was Egyptian or Jewish he said that's the problem they can't get a clear reading on this so I'm sure there are people writing editorials why don't you fire the stargazers and get some people to know what they're doing but this is the best they had and it's fine they're pretty good at this and they couldn't figure it out there's a reason they couldn't figure it out and it's mind-boggling we're used to the story but the stifle is pointing out the reason is because no one would ever imagine Pyro in his worst nightmare that the one child is going to be saved. He's going to be brought up by him. And that's why in the stories you can't see him because he's brought up like an Egyptian. And he's Jewish. They can never, with all the chachamim, they never even imagine such a possibility. You were asking me, I think, somebody from this side of the room? Was it, I think it was you, no? You were asking me, they, you, you couldn't understand. What did Pyro say when she brought him a cute baby? So I try to say something about if your daughter wants kittens, you better got to buy them or something like that. It's with all those explanations. That's the pella of the nays. That not only will Hakadosh Baruch Hu put through His program exactly the way it is, and no rishayim or tzaddikim, no one's going to get in the way. But it's going to be in the most pella way possible. Here He's doing something by design to ensure that this can never happen. And if you throw three million people into a Nile, even if one gets away, what's the chance of him being the one? One in three million. That's fine. Those odds are pretty good. What's the chance if your daughter finds somebody in the Nile and comes up and says, oh, Dad, can I keep him? <laughs> so, well, let me think about that. I wonder why you found him in the Nile. So, oh, just happened to be going to the mikvah because I'm a gearist now, but she didn't mention that part. And um, just happened to be here, and I don't know. Uh, what do you think? Can I keep him? So whatever shot we're going to come up with is going to fall a thousand miles short. And that's, that's exactly why he's starting with this before he gets to the Megillah. First word in the third line. All to get one person, 
Haya, so what happens? Shabbas Pyro Atzma. Pass yourself in the palace. It's it to Atzma Gidla Bebesai. Probably the most aggravating thing when he realized this was that not only was the person he's looking for in his palace being raised as an adopted son who's the superstar of the whole palace. He became chief of staff. He was very hushed. He was very talented. That's an understatement. But Pyro paid for all this. That's got to hurt. <laughs> he financed all this. <laughs> and the whole thing was Keneged any seichel on his decision-making process and the program he put into place should have ensured this can't happen. Now it gets better. Stipler says the next point is not only is this 3 million to 1 and then 100 million to 1 that he's going to say yes you can keep him. What brought him to the palace was the gzera that you have to be floated downstream. That's what brought him there in the first place. So everything he put into place worked directly against him. And this is to teach you. This is the first in-depth Hashkacha Prata story, by the way, of Klai Yisrael. As Klai Yisrael, we had for the other Sikadeshim, the email. So this is the first story, Sefer Shemai starts with this, to show you that Hashem is going to get whatever is needed done in the most pelvic way, if it's necessary, and that people are trying to obstruct it, like Paro and all the other villains throughout history. You could do what you want. Nothing is going to change. The Gzeir of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Not only would it won't, not change anything, it will, by your processing of your hishtadlis and your ideas and bringing them to fruition, everything you do will bring what Hashem wants a step closer. That second part a lot of people don't realize. That not only am I not obstructing, I'm actually helping. That's very annoying if you're a Russia. Like, very aggravating. So don't be a Russia. Not going to die to get high blood pressure for this. But that's when Pyro realized this, he was besides himself, not just because he lost, it's because he was the one who ensured his loss. But that's, uh, for us, that's breathtaking. The feet of people are there working for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not for them. And those feet will bring them where they're supposed to be, where Hashem wants them to be, even though, ironically, we started tonight's year with the tremendous breath of Bechira Chavshis, and now focusing on the fact that, yes, but the Ratzon Hashem will be ultimately fulfilled, and your Bechira, which is why the main tie in here is Esther, is she said something very, very mistaber, very seicheldik. She tells Mordechai, why should I go in now? The Xavier's not for another year. And the worst time to go in and ask for a favor is when you're not invited. Because as we all know, in the Pesach is Meirich. The whole world knows, and all the statesmen know she was Meirich. Say, this is well known. I can't feign that I'm ignorant of the law. I'm the queen, and every duke knows this, and every statesman, the Hamanam knows this. You go in uninvited, the first rule that the soldiers are trained is shoot first and then ask questions. 
Rahman al-Islam. Everybody knows that. It's just a security threat. You're going uninvited. You might be there for something not too good for the emperor and for the king. So the only exception is if he happens to be noticing you're in the hallway, which would never happen because the throne faced the other way and he wasn't in that room. The Vulnagan points out the string of Nisim that happened in the first 10 seconds is, is an absolute pill. Pyro happened to be sitting in a different room and facing the hallway, which he never did. Had he not been there, they would be shooting first and then asking questions. So Esther says, why should I go now? If I survive this, that means by his grace, Hashem is nice, but he thinks he's doing me a favor. I just used up whatever favor I could possibly ask for. So now, if I get in there and I'm still alive, I've got to ask him for another favor? I'm trying to get him in a good mood. It's a chutzpah. At least I'm going uninvited. Why should I do this now? These are very logical arguments. And we didn't yet discuss. We still have five weeks, and I hope to discuss. What's the depth of the pshat over here? Why is Mordechai insisting, no, go now? It's only Nissen. <laughs> the Gzeira is in Adar. It's about as much time as you could possibly have in a year. And if you put it in Adar Aleph, you have more time. Whether there was a Uber in the mix, but it's a lot of time. So let's work on this methodically and logically. And yes, all up to Hashem, but we got to do Ishtadlis that's not counter Ishtadlis. And Mordechai got the message, and I'm assuming a thousand percent Mordechai expected that message. And he sent back a scathing Musashmuz to the Sadeka Sadar, who he knew was the Sadeka Sadar, was his wife. And he said, don't think you're going to survive and you're not hiding there and and I don't really care if you don't go but we're going to be saved anyway. So if we're going to be saved anyway, that just begs the question further than why get killed doing it. I'm not going to answer any of these questions now. That's for next week we'll start. But we're talking about getting things done in this Gemara and Sukkah where Shlomo Melech He'd love to see more insights into the Bria and into the Darkia Hashem. So, if you remember, he uh, was talking to the Malachamavis one day, which I don't advise you ever engage in such an activity um, because he's very lethal and um, has a job to do. And Bashamavach talked to, he used to send Malachim and talk to Seerim and then Ash. Ashmadai fellow was a bit of an issue because whatever, dangerous as can be. Uh, but Shamalch would do this all the time and he knew all the languages and knew how to deal with things. And so he noticed he was, uh, looked very sad. He said, Why are you sad? He said, Well, I'm sad because two of your very faithful, talented young servants are slated to be taken by me ASAP. And just, I'm sad. You know, sometimes the job gets to me. Uh, just another rule about the Malchamavis. Rule number one is don't ever talk to him. And rule number two is don't believe anything he says. Um, it's amazing he had the latitude to do this. Uh, so Shammah Melech wanted to see the Dark Hashem. He just got word that he's going to lose two of his servants. So he quickly called some other Malachim to fly them direct to Luz. Because that's the only place they could be protected. Great plan, no? He wanted to see what would happen. He wants to see what... He's not trying to interrupt any Ratzon Hashem here. He just wants to see how it works with the Malachim and the Malachim. He just wants to see how it goes. 
So you call other malachim in. I don't know why they weren't scared. I guess they didn't tell them that somebody else, probably one of their bosses, <laughs> is waiting on the wings, literally. <laughs> so he just told them, you don't ask some of those questions. He say, come in, take them to Luz, ASAP. I want this done in the next five seconds. If you're flying there already with a malaf, it doesn't take much longer. And the good news is, they actually did it very quickly, and they got to the gates of Luz. The other news is, they were still on the outside gate, and the custom officials probably doing a COVID test or something like that before you get in. And, um, and they never made it in. They failed the COVID test, and they, uh, whatever, they didn't make it in. So Shlomo was amazed. He hopped right away. He was looking to see the Dark Hashem. So he realized, okay, well, you can't beat the Malcham Abbas the work of Rakhash Baruch. So you can't. That, that didn't shock him. But the next day, he saw the Malcham Abbas and he was, uh, had a happier countenance, let's put it that way. And he asked him, well, you look much better today. He said, yeah, I had a big problem yesterday. I had these two people I was telling you about I had to take. The instructions were I have to take them by the gates of Luz and they work here in Yushalayim. I couldn't figure out how to get them there. <laughs> so... So Shlomo says, you see from here that you're going to be where you're supposed to be and you can fight City Hall. It's not going to work. And we do our shtadlis, but that's very comforting that at the end of the day, bitachan means that you could try your best and yadav and hafzchusim, but Hashem's will will be fulfilled. The chiddush to me over there is that the Malcham is allowed to tell a slight untruth <laughs> to be able to get his job done? That's a, a bit of a sorry. I, I, I'm not interested in finding out anytime soon and discussing it at all. Uh, but I hope, but uh, that's a chiddish. That he's allowed to put on a show like he's upset. He wasn't upset. This is all um, put on to get Shlomo Mel to react so he can send them over there. But apparently he's working for the same Akash Baruch Hu every Malach is and like one Akash Baruch Hu and he had to get it done. So that's how he got it done. But that's a that's a pella. That's the Gemara's version of every bullet has an address. <laughs> Basically, if you have to sum it up in one line, that's, the, that's that version. What we're going to see, what he's going to, uh, Stipe is going to go into next, is the fact that Haman had the same bio as Pyro did, basically. Maybe even a little bit worse. And he's a real Kanaka, he thinks he is, and he has money and he has power, and he has now he's viceroy, he's a second to Achashverish, and he's building gallows, he's doing 50 feet in the sky, and he's doing it. And the, his house is humming, as you see from his conversation with his family afterwards, it was humming in the wrong direction. But uh, happening place, and he's making things happen, and he's so uh, eager, and he's such a Zuriz he's going to make the fatal mistake of visiting Ahasuerus in the middle of the night. Just a, a word for the wise, never visit Ahasuerus after you had a few nightmares. Especially if the nightmares start giving him the inkling that they were about Haman. Part of the nice was he had nightmares, somebody's cutting down all his favorite trees, and then they say, oh, what are you doing out there? And it's all in this nightmare. He said, I don't know, we just worked for Haman, he told us to do it. So he wasn't in a great mood, Bechlal, when he woke up, very jittery, and then Haman walks in. So he didn't, he didn't kill Haman, that's, <laughs> but he wasn't that interested in um, really doing what he wants either. And then... As we know from the Megillah, he starts looking at the Divrei Yamim and the Chronicles and, 
and the guys who read the Chronicles are Haman's sons. He put them in all the good positions. I'm sure they only got paid a dollar a year. Don't worry about it. But he put them all, all the good positions, and they're mishing and mishing, come back and forth. And, uh, you know, they don't want to show him this, something about Mordechai that we can't, can't pay back any uh, Yidden over here. And then he finally just screams at them and says, can you just read? And this is where Haman walks in. So if you ask Haman, this is the highlight, the pinnacle of his career. He's mamish going to finally get rid of his nemesis. And uh, at every step he takes, he's going to be male, the ruts and the berries, as does tshuva. But I don't want to spoil the story. We'll get to that, Amazing Hashem, next week. Do not look ahead, even though you know what's going to happen. Have a good vach.